Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2170. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Ben Saltmer is the head of design and customization at Radford, where they breathe new life into the art of coach building by creating bespoke automotive commissions true to classic and timeless designs. He is an automotive designer and an expert in color and material finish and has ensured that every Radford build meets the needs of each client's wishes. His career includes time at Overfinch, Bentley, working within the Mulliner Bespoke Division, Lotus, working on the Avaya Hypercar and Amira Sports Car, and at Aston Martin. Ben is an expert in digital design software, including VRED at Radford. He travels worldwide to meet with clients, working one-on-one in order to develop a car that is truly theirs. So welcome to Cars Yeah, my friend. Uh, you're in York, so we're over the pond, as they say today. How are you doing today, Ben? That's it. Yeah, I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to Cars Yeah. Now, I've given you an introduction, but I want you to share something before we dive into our talk that maybe most people don't know about you. Yeah, um, that's a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think. I mean, I've, I've, I've got quite a nice little nugget of, uh, of, of history that my, my great-grandfather was uh, an engineer during the uh, the Second World War, and um, he invented a tool that that took off forty five minutes on the the build time of a of a Spitfire aircraft, which is uh, which is pretty something. It's pretty cool. Um, and um, yeah, I've not done anything as groundbreaking as yet, <laughs> or anything as important. But uh, but yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> well, Spitfires, what a tremendous aircraft! You know, they have a lot of air shows around here. And I remember uh, years ago there was one up in the San Juan Islands, and there was two guys that live up there. One had a Spitfire, one had a Mustang and p51 and they have this little parade at the little place and all of a sudden you hear these sounds coming and these guys buzz the street and just fly off in opposite directions and just thinking about it now the hair on my arm stand up so uh yeah yeah they're incredible machines aren't yeah. they really yeah really really special we're gonna take a short break before we jump into our talk here and thank our sponsors they're the one that keeps the petrol in the tank and we'll be right back so sit tight my friends at Covercraft offer you 10 different options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection. You can choose from WeatherShield HP, HD, Sunbrella, Ultratect, Reflect, FormFit, Custom View Shield, and their newest five-layer all-climate cover, three-layer moderate climate cover, and a five-layer indoor option. You have all sorts of ways to protect your car. All of these are custom-tailored by Covercraft's talented craftspeople. It's the form and fit with the quality to attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Surface protection is the best way to preserve the investment you've made in your vehicles. It's what I do. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. I have a Covercraft cover for every one of my vehicles, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your order, plus you get free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. 
I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day, and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled are stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So we are back. And uh, Ben, I had a cohort of yours uh, on the show here, James Tidmarsh, who was a guest on the show. And of course, Aunt Anstead, uh, who's well known in the TV world that's been involved with your group. But we get to talk about you today, one of the geniuses, the creative factors behind the scenes that take these cars and make them so special. But I want to go back in time a little bit first to your career path, how you got into this world. And then we'll talk specifically about Radford. So uh, take us on a little journey, if you would. Yeah, sure. So um, I think from from as early as I can remember, really, I, I was obsessed with cars. You know, to the point of sitting in the in the back seat of my mum and dad's car and and sort of reciting car brands as they came towards us. You know, like a like a crazed child. Um, but a lot of a lot of it was was around was around drawing the cars. I was I was just obsessed with drawing cars, even to the point where fast forward to, you know, sort of secondary school as a teenager, I'd I'd sort of spend the whole maths lesson <laughs> sort of drawing, doodling drawing. in, in yeah. the back of my math book and, <laughs> and all of a sudden it gets to the end of the lesson and I've not done anything and, and you know, having to sort of explain to my maths teacher that that I've I've spent the whole time just sketching cars really, which which isn't advisable. Obviously you've got to study hard and yeah. <laughs> and all of that. So I did have a bit of ground to make up there. But yeah, I think I I, I finished school not doing too badly really. I, I sort of followed the nat- natural progression really of, of going to um, in the UK once you finish your sort of secondary school education, you go to college. I did that and um, basically sort of talking to our careers, careers advisor at school of saying, look, I, I love drawing cars. Is there anything to do with drawing cars? And 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 they said, oh, no, no, there's nothing to do with that. And <laughs> yeah, right. it, was, it was actually my dad that, that found out. He, he got in touch with a, with a guy that he, he knew through a friend who, um, who, was, who was working in the automotive industry and, and said, look, what's the, what's the progression route for, for my son? You know, he's, he's, he's really sort of passionate about getting into uh, the automotive industry. It was through that that I applied to go to Coventry University, which is a, a sort of well-renowned uh, school of, of art and design, especially oh, when it yeah. comes to automotive design, really. So, uh, so yeah, I applied there. I got into university, and um, and yeah, after a, a few sort of stumbles and, and and false starts and stuff like that, here here I am, really. 
Well, you see that math teacher being upset with you drawing in the books, little did he know. Hopefully you can go back and say, hey, look, I did make some of myself here. So uh, no no worries. <laughs> yeah. No worries, chap. Uh, I was doing fine. Absolutely. I think I did the same, but I was typically drawing surfing pictures. I grew up in Southern California and was a surfer and was always drawing uh, pictures of waves and surfers and all that stuff. And the teacher would walk by and close the book, uh, pay attention, Mark, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, yeah. But see, I didn't go on to be a professional surfer. You did go on to be a professional designer. So uh, I think you were a little better in the art department than I was. Let's talk about Radford because this this uh, mark and what you guys are doing is really, really cool. And I got to do something fun during Car Week last month down there in Monterey. Got invited by James Tidmarsh, who's been on the show, and Aunt Anstead to go down and take rides and take a look uh, at the track, actually, and take a look at what you guys have built and what you're doing. And stunning. I mean, really cool stuff, especially when you have someone like Jensen Button at the wheel to scare the heck out of you going around Laguna Seca. Uh, I think he ripped up some tires uh, and used up probably more petrol <laughs> than anybody. But Radford, uh, let's talk about Radford. Explain to our listeners today what Radford is, what it is you guys do. And I want to talk a little bit about these alliances that you've made with some very cool brands, specifically Lotus, but we'll talk about some of the other ones. So explain Radford to the layman, okay? Yeah, sure. So effectively, Radford was a, I say it was, in its in its original guise, it was founded in 1948 in London by a gentleman called Harold Radford. He basically set about coach building cars. So this was back in the day where you would buy a, a rolling chassis, for example. Um, when when I worked at Bentley, you know, we, we, we talked about the, the different coach builders that, that would coach build uh, Bentley bodies. So you'd you'd the chassis would roll out of the factory with an engine bolted into it, and the customer would decide what sort of body they'd they'd have on that that rolling chassis, and they'd take it to a coach builder, whether it be Mulliner or or Parkward or Wooden Picket. You know, there's all all sorts of historic coach builders that that existed in the UK, and Harold Radford was one of those. So he was involved in, or the company was involved in a, in a number of iconic looking cars. David Brown of Aston Martin approached Harold Radford to to build a shooting brake DB5, which is a stunning looking thing. He, he wanted somewhere to put polo equipment, or if he was hunting, he wanted the guns and dogs, etc. But he actually had a few Aston Martin clients that, that heard about this commission and said well actually we'd like some of that so because of the the factory constraints uh building the db5 he, he commissioned radford to build a number of these db5s fast forward a bit into the 60s and every member of the beatles had a had a radford mini yeah cool <laughs> so so the, the classic mini so i think it was it was ringo star had a We'd basically modified it so that you'd have a hatchback on on the back of a mini rather than the the sort of drop down oh, really? hatch, uh, and that was that was because he wanted to fit his drum kit in the back. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's some there's some really cool characters of of sort of London swinging sixties that sort of picked up on this this wave of of um, you know making a mini a more luxurious proposition. And that's where the grand the the brand sort of grew from there. Really, I think it, it it sort of fizzled out later on in the century, sort of sort of maybe the seventies, eighties. But of course, enter you know the likes of of, of Ant 
Ant Anstead, Jensen Button and, and Roger, Roger Bailey, who's, who's the other owner, they've effectively come together and, and taken this brand from from a dormant position, I guess, and, and tried breathing a, a you know the modern day Radford in, into that brand. So, for example, you, you know, there are now, as, as you can well imagine, you know, more modern methods of design and manufacture and, and the materials that are available to us, the, the digital modeling, the digital visualization. There's so much available to us in the modern day. So we look to create heritage-inspired modern interpretations of cars. So if, if you take, for example, our, our Radford Lotus Type 62.2 is based on an original Lotus Type 62. When you put the cars next to each other, there's there's a clear progression between the two. Right. You know, one one yeah. is one is very much rooted in in the uh, in the 1960s, whereas our Type 62's got got quite a nice sort of foot in that pool, if you know what I mean. It yeah. it it still looks like a 60s racer, and I think the beauty of that in today's day and age is that it's it's quite a, a sort of antidote to aggressive design surfacing and um you know the the electric propulsion that that we're 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 moving into this this car is very much a uh, a sort of not two fingers up i'd say but um it's it's very much a, an analog driving experience um obviously curated by jensen button can't really think of many many other great people to to have on board to to have that as a as as one of your main selling points so effectively we've got a heritage heritage inspired car that looks beautiful it drives wonderfully because jensen button's been heavily involved in creating it so it's it's beautiful it's analog and it's it's a real good first project for radford to uh, to come back with and and obviously we've we've got another project in the pipeline as well which um, which we're due to announce at, at some point soon so yeah i think that's that's the uh, the, the the sort of business model really is to to look to to have a heritage inspired car that 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 shows real progression to a to a modern era you know, this is a wonderful trend I'm seeing with a variety of different marks. And the timing is right. It kind of beckons back to the 50s in the United States and in Europe of building hot rods. And yeah. we call them resto mods today, but it's it's reliving that past in a modern way. And so many people aspire to have the cars that they had when they were kids and we're going to talk about a little later in our talk today, a, a mini you're working on. But before I jump the gun on that, and and then they finally get to a point in their life when they can have one and they get in it and it's kind of lets them down a little bit from the performance standpoint, safety standpoint, and everything else. So what you're doing, people like Cyan, who I just had their engineer on, I saw their Cyan P1800 at the Quail. Uh, of course, uh, Rob Dickinson Singer is kind of a classic reimagined type guy. All of you guys are creating things that are old but new again. Is that a, a good way to say it? Yeah, to an extent. I, th I think, I mean, there's there's a hell of a lot new with the Type 62 too. So our our new interpretation is, is effectively we take a rolling chassis from Lotus, uh, which is based on a Lotus Exige, and the, the extruded aluminium tub, if you will, or, or, or the main part of the chassis, we basically build out from there with, with um, our bespoke subframe and and um, and space frame onto that model and then all the body panels that we've we've created on that car 
are carbon fiber, so they're lightweight, they're they're super strong. But yeah, in in terms of of a, a first glimpse at, at our car, it, it looks completely new. It's, yeah. it's um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say it's it's. It's almost Resto Mod Plus, really. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, plus plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you guys have teamed up with some incredible people on this endeavor. Uh, some of them I've had on my show: uh, Dimag, uh, HRE Wheels, Jubu, Rock Engineering, AP Racing, Michelin, uh, Radford Racing School, which is cool. Um, Mason and Sons, Bremont. I mean, you've teamed up with the best of the best of the best to bring all these components together. So for you as a designer to get to play and work on these things i mean do you pinch yourself every day ben when you come to work? <laughs> absolutely absolutely i mean it, it is it is a dream it really is i mean i've i've been used to working with uh with you know the the sort of high-end sort of luxury sector really in terms of of the automotive companies i've worked for and every time that i've i've worked for a new company the supplier pool tends to stay the same and and it's really refreshing that that even when I came first first arrived at Radford, I said, right, who are you working with on interior? WCM are great. Um, who are you working with in terms of your wheels? Diamag and HRE, and and I mean the list goes on and on. You know, I've, I've, all the suppliers that we're working with and and all the components that we're putting into this car are the best of the best. I mean, even when you go down into you know the granular detail of, of the leather that we use. In in theory, the, the the client can choose whatever leather they want, whatever leather color they want, who, from from whatever tannery, from from whatever supplier in the world. We tend to use Bridge of Weir leather because it's um, in in terms of their carbon footprint, they're 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 carbon neutral. I think they might even be carbon positive, saying that, which is is a nice little byproduct, really. Um, you know, aside from them being fantastic beautiful leather um so yeah there's there's a lot going into this car that 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 has to be high-end because i mean people can see right through it if if it's not if it's not the best of the best people will pick up on it and i think as well given that that two of our owners in particular have have quite high profile you know jobs in 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 the public light uh, i i think we 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 don't want to let anyone down really you know no. <laughs> the last thing that jensen wants is is someone tweeting him saying that my my seats are, are terrible or right so yeah. yeah there's there's you know we we want to try and make sure that this this car is is the you know the best it possibly can be well, I tell you, from what I saw out there at Laguna Seca, holy cow! It's just—it's super cool. Uh, so you it guys are—you guys are hitting all, on all cylinders there. You know, I like to ask my oh, guests about you. what you're welcome. I like to ask my guests about drive—what I call driving inspirations. People who've been inspiring to them. Uh, having a design background myself, I know that you know none of us really design in a vacuum. We have people that have influenced us throughout our lives that we bring all these different notions together with in the work that we do. Has there been somebody like that in your life, a real mentor, real influencer, or inspiring person? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, there's 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 all sorts. I've been very lucky to work with some incredible design directors and some really talented designers but I'd, I'd say the one that, that had the most sort of profound effect on me was um he's a guy called bruce southey and he was my um my boss in my first job at Overfinch. and um i turned up on my first day and it was a, a placement so i, I sat in 
to the office and he closed the door behind me and he said, right, why do you think I chose you for, for this placement? And I said, oh, well, because uh, <laughs> I'm so talented and so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought, here we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get dragged across the coals here. And I said, um, I said, oh, well, I think, I think my sketching's pretty good. And before I could say anything more, he interrupted me and said, no, actually, your sketching's terrible. Oh, gosh. I was like, <laughs> thanks, oh. Thanks for the oh, attaboy, wow. my first day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, right, okay. Anyway, so he cut in and said, like, look, you, your ideas are fantastic. That's really why I've, I've you know, and your presentation and, and everything works really well, but your sketching is is terrible. But I can see that you're just not spending enough time with it. And I think the lesson that I learned from, you know, you're always looking at what your peers are doing in, in um, at, at university and, and you're peering over people's shoulders and, and they're sketching this really fluid looking thing. And I think a lot of the sketches that you see out on the internet, on Instagram, all of that stuff have been worked for hours upon hours and, you know, maybe even days. And, I think his his point of just, right, just take your time with it. You know, he said, this week, you're just going to be sketching a steering wheel and you'll spend all week doing it. And from that moment onwards, um, I improved as a designer because he, he was picking up sketches and saying, what is that telling me? You know, it, it might it might be a nice piece of art, but how do, how do I give that to, to a CAD modeler to say, oh, if you could if you could model that up for me? They wouldn't know. So, so to be able to work for work for the industry that you're going into, he taught me so much in terms of sketching. He he had me clay modeling a steering wheel, which you know I, I don't think many. That doesn't sound easy. Places. It really wasn't. No, no, no. But it, it it got me thinking about the form of the steering wheel, and you know, I mean, even on days where it was all hands to the pump to get a, a car finished, he'd he'd say like, oh, if you could help the trim. As, uh, cut leather panels and if you could do this so the amount of stuff i was learning it's funny i've just had another thought as well that um i went back to university for for my final year and as part of your final year presentation you do like a, a scale model and and i did this scale model and you had different sort of people on our course you had people who were from money where they basically asked their mum and dad to pay for, for the whole sort of presentation of their car. So it'd get sent off to a spray booth to be sprayed up. It would be um, it would be milled by machines at different companies. And so it, in terms of their hardship, they didn't do much work on it. I'd managed to sort of persuade Overfinch to, uh, to spray my model for me. And they said, they said, get it down to us when it's perfect. Like get all the surfaces right, all the all the sort of character lines on your model. Make sure that it's it's filled well, it's primed, all of this stuff. Get it down to us, and we'll paint it. So I arrived probably the three days, maybe having four hours sleep, something like that. <laughs> yeah, constant sort of clearing my eyes out of dust, dust. and oh, all sorts sanding, of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and um anyway i turned up at, at overfinch and, and bruce just looked over it and just said no it's not ready yet oh, um <laughs> oh. he said what's what's your plan and i said well i was i was going to go back because i mean this was like a three-hour drive away as well and he said no i'll tell you what stay over tonight you can you can stay with me and my wife and and we'll we'll get it done in my in my garage so sure enough both of us were there 
flattening it down, you know, sort of making sure that these character lines were really sharp because obviously once you get paint over it, they're, they're just going to dull right down. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd say he was he was a really big inspiration in in terms of um, in terms of what I managed to uh, to achieve. So yeah. Bruce, nice guy. Thanks for Top all the man. memories. Yeah. See, you didn't spend enough time in math class drawing. That was your problem. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. So sit tight. You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail-order catalog company has grown into a multi-website-based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey and be sure to use the code cars. Yeah. When you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom. Linkage geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at linkagemag.com. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, and their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. So, Ben, I always like to ask my guests about a challenge, an obstacle, a failure, something you faced along the way that really kind of set you back. But you know what? It taught you something, and you carried that valuable lesson forward. So take us on a little bit of a rough ride that maybe doesn't involve so much sanding of a surface. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say there's probably been a few. I mean, you know, graduating in 2009 was pretty tough. There was Ooh, a yeah, the, sort the of recession. economic yeah, landscape <laughs> yeah. Was, was, was pretty rough. But I'd say by far, I mean, 2020, you know, it was, it was such a tough year for everyone really you know i don't think anyone came out the back of that feeling pretty chuffed with their year yeah we're still suffering from it you know yeah jeez just the supply chain issues alone fuel prices i mean pick something you know yeah Yeah. absolutely i mean i i I started the year you know without trying to get too much on a downer but (laughs) so the the beginning of the year my my grandmother died oh Um, sorry straight away after that my dad had to go into hospital with heart problems so he had a pacemaker fitted obviously covid hit which then cancelled our wedding so me and my wife were meant to get married on the 4th of april that year oh my gosh Uh, wow and and so that wedding was cancelled i then lost my other grandmother um and i got a phone call pretty much the same day from Bentley, who I was working for at the time, saying, look, Ben, because you're a contractor, we've got a stop on all external spend. We're going to have to let you go. Oh, um, So I spent the summer sort of thinking, right, this is, yeah. this is, you know, I can, I can go two ways about this. I can, I can sit around and mope or I can do something about it. So I got my CV out absolutely everywhere, you know, really sort of tried to get, get work and, 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 sort of get my name out there really um and then at the end of the summer my mum passed away which was absolutely just the worst you know but but i'd say you know off the back of that you know a few a few sort of weeks later i got a phone call off bentley saying look do you want to come back and work for us for a bit so things started picking up again and then all the companies that i put my cv out to started coming back online and sort of saying, oh, we'd be interested in talking to you. And me and my wife finally got married at the end of the year. It wasn't wasn't the year, the, the wedding that we'd planned or anything like that. But I guess everything started looking up towards the end of the year. And I think, you know, I've, I've sort of learned that I've, I've been, you know, I can be pretty resilient, really. I think I think people can be. But, you know, in order to sort of overcome all of that, you know, you've got to be You've got to talk with your loved ones and your friends and, you know, sort of rejoice in the memories that you've got with with the people that you've lost. You know, I talk about my mum openly a hell of a lot. I was very close with her and she's just an incredible woman. So I I love talking about her because it brings back happy memories. Oh, yeah. You know, so I think. So I think, yeah, 2020 was was rough. It was, um, yeah. My condolences for all those losses, and you know, we we touched on that lightly at the beginning, but it, you know, what what we've all been through, everybody in so many different ways, it's been such a huge challenge. But you dropped a a big golden nugget in all of this stuff, and that was you didn't sit around and mope. You got busy. And you that's did it. something. And that's the key right there. That's the golden story, golden nugget to the story, I should say, about what you do when, you know, it's, this goes back to uh, a, a guy in your country, Winston Churchill, when you're going through hell, keep marching. You know, <laughs> yeah, never, ever, never give up. Just You just got to keep going. So, uh, and keeping those memories alive, uh, alive of people that we've lost is so important. And you touched on another thing that was really key, and I think it's still something that is very good we've talked about and that is mental health and talking yeah. with people and communicating and not just you know because the world was locked down and we all felt like we were just sh- 
had to be tucked away and, and shielded. Thank goodness for the ways that we can communicate today versus the old days, uh, imagine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wow, what a story. Yeah. Well, well, let's go on to something fun. I mentioned this earlier. <laughs> You're working on uh, restoring a classic Mini. Is that your uh, special vehicle story you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, believe it or not, it is, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, tell me about the car. Yeah, so it, it's it was my first car, and I was very lucky that, that my dad parted with his hard-earned cash to uh to buy it for me but nice. it was um it was effectively we went went to this this forecourt and there were all these beautiful shiny minis it was like a mini dealership effectively mm-hmm. but at the back was this brown mini that had a lot of bird mess over it <laughs> the the paint was fading the neglected mini in the back of the lot yeah and i said oh what about that one and he said oh um oh i'll, I'll let you have it for 1300 quid uh right okay um so i test drove it fell in love with it straight away so it's 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 a brown mini with the sort of houndstooth brown interior and the the registration the the license plate the the last three letters on it are are r-a-t so everybody (laughs) everybody called it the rat the rat so all all my friends (laughs) at at uh, college you know they used to play tricks with it because it was so light and it had an ah, external yes. release <laughs> on it as well so we'd on a lunchtime if we'd go to the sandwich shop or something like that for lunch car in front would pull up at a traffic light and one of my friends would get out run up to the front of my car and open the bonnet and prop it up on the little stick as well so there was just this constant fun around that car you know? i mean I remember we had a we had, it sort of snowed quite heavily one year, and um, and my friends proceeded to bury it in snow as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's it an easy target. Those little cars. What year was your mini, or is your mini? Uh, nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. Okay. Well, cool. What? Yeah. What's the uh, end date? Do you have an end date on restoration? <laughs> Anybody who knows me listening to this will be laughing their head off at the moment. I think it's uh, so it failed its MOT in two thousand and six. So it, it it didn't really budge uh, post two thousand and six, um, and it's currently undergoing restoration. There's a guy who's got it and is planning on painting it sometime soon, but he's had it since 2017. 17. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, it's one of those uh, restorations. <laughs> who knows? Maybe another six years we'll, yeah, uh, we'll, be, we'll know. You'll be driving the rat. Well, I look forward to yeah. seeing pictures of that. So I'm going to be your car psychologist today. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here, Ben. If you were reincarnated, pun intended, as a vehicle— not what you want to be, but how you perceive the man in the mirror. What would you be, but more importantly, why? Yeah, I've, I've given this a bit of thought. I, I think I think it, it sort of comes into two aspects. I'd say professionally, not not one to brag at all or anything like that, but maybe something like an Audi RS4. Oh, nice! Like a Vant. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it it does everything. You know. In, in my job, I wear a lot of different hats in terms of, you know, the, the stuff that I have to do. And um, I'm across everything, I guess. So yeah. so maybe an RS4 is quite a good analogy. I think so. I think personally, um, I'm a classic Alfa Romeo spider, maybe. Ooh, so okay. Something that's a bit of fun. Uh, it's outgoing. It's, you know, you, 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 you can't help but love it, but hates the rain and... and 
partial to the odd breakdown. <laughs> well, you know, that's an interesting combination of things because we think of German engineering as rock solid. And yeah, I was just at a Porsche club event this past weekend and went over to the Audi dealership next door. I was looking at their cars and kind of thinking about maybe a next car for my wife being a uh, Quattro wagon. And yeah. they had their new electric uh, coupe in there, which was pretty pretty nice car too. And uh, we tend to keep our cars a long time and looking at these new cars and how m- complicated they are inside, it's, it was almost overwhelming. Yeah. I'm like, oh, get me back to the analog days of the Alfa Romeo Spider, you know? So yeah, I can see that combination in you. So nicely done. Good. I like it. Yeah. So how about a great book that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah. So it's um, it's called, um, well, there's there's a series that's it's Sumo by Paul McGee. And it's S-U-M-O, um, basically meaning shut up, move on. <laughs> and uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean to say like get over it or pull yourself together it, it's 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 sort of a series of exercises that, that it's really well written and it basically challenges you to think whether how you deal with situations is is helping or it's hindering you um ah, so the, i get it okay the author's really good he, he puts in like personal experiences and he's he's got like a, a sort of um an exercise which which is e plus r equals o which is event plus response equals outcome and he, he uses the scenario of, of someone's tailgating you in the outside lane and they're flashing their lights and they're beeping the horn and you know everybody's got a different reaction to, to how they deal with that. So some people will empty their windscreen washer fluid over the car behind, or they dab the brakes. They, they, you know, most sensible people would just pull over to the side and just forget about it. And, um, there was this, he was doing a workshop and, and there was a woman who said, I, I like to, uh, to sort of, as, as he's pulling past or, or, because it, it, let's be honest, it tends to be a guy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The 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 lady will will waggle her uh, little finger at the uh, at the window, sort of implying the size of his manhood. So that's <laughs> how that's how she deals with that. So yeah, yeah. it's the outcome is is how you deal with that event, you know. So I think that's really really good. And another one that he used was the the beach ball analogy. You're in a rectangular room with one of your colleagues and a beach ball starts inflating between you and it's the classic beach ball that's you know sort of red white blue orange yeah, multicolored yeah. yeah yeah and you see a certain amount of colors and your colleague on the other side sees the other colors so if you start saying this this beach ball is blue white and red and they come back and saying well actually it's green orange and, and pink you know it's it's sort of saying that like look you know that People are always going to have their opinions and, mm-hmm. and, you know, there is another side to the story and, and respect opinions. So, yeah, I, I think that's a really important book. It's, it's great. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to get my hands on that. I'll put that book on Ben's show notes page, but you listeners know there's a great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books. There's over 2,500 books I've got listed there with quick, easy clicks to buy. And, you know, one of the other things that the sumo concept reminds me of is the great quote by uh, Roger Penske, effort 
equals success. Uh, pretty easy, pretty basic. Yeah. But yeah, That's just cool. put some put some effort in. So we're going to go on the ultimate drive before I let you go today. I'm going to enable you to have any car you would love to have parked in your garage. You can take it anywhere, but here's the key. You can take anybody you would you want to with you. Could be somebody who's passed. So that opens up a whole world of unique opportunities. So what does the ultimate drive look like for a creative guy like you, Ben? It's the opening scene of the Italian job. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So Lamborghini Miura, Matt, Ron- Matt Monroe on days like these, Italian Alps, you know, beautiful sort of setting. I, I love that idea. Like I, I would, I would absolutely adore that. Um, and then who knows, maybe Jensen Button pulls up with a Type 62 2 <laughs> next to me. And we, yeah. <laughs> and he starts guiding me through the Stelvio Pass. And, nice. and yeah, it, it sounds sounds like that would be that would be a perfect road trip, that. Oh, the Miura is such a beautiful car. Just uh, yeah, definitely one of my top 10 bucket lists from a car design standpoint. I've been able to drive one once a long time ago, and it was just oh, wow. marvelous, especially with that engine right behind you. Uh, yeah. It's a lot like driving a, a the first-gen Ford GT, you know, a play on the uh, the old Ford race car. And with that engine right behind you, uh, mid-engine car, I'm wonderfully balanced. So, yeah, very, yeah, very nice. some car. You have taken us on a wonderful journey today, Ben, and I really appreciate your time. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some words of wisdom, inspiration, or a mantra or success quote with us? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, there's there's all sorts, really. I think, you know, in, in, in terms of if you're a, a young designer who's at university or you're thinking of going into university, I'd, I'd say just listen, soak it up, uh, work hard. Don't go in thinking that you've made it. You know, don't don't think that you're just going to be cherry picked by some automotive powerhouse because you're in that school. Um, try everything. Be curious. You know, automotive designs a, a, a diverse arena. Really. You know, you I've got friends who who started out wanting to design full exteriors, and you know now they're they're visual visualization designers or their CAD modelers, their color and material designers, interior designers. You know, it, it's such a huge team that delivers a car. You know, it's not just one person who designs a car and that's it. So um, so don't be afraid to, to diversify maybe. Um, make yourself indispensable when, when you get into somewhere and, um, you know, be a good person, be nice, treat people how you want it to be treated. You know, it's pretty simple. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. How can people learn more about Radford? Yeah. So we've got a a website that's just had a little bit of a, of of an overhaul. So it's, it's looking a lot better. It looks great. than it was. Yeah. So that's uh, radford.co. Our Instagram is at Radford Motors where you can follow updates from us. There's obviously Ant Anstead and Jensen Button that you can follow off the back of that as well. So yeah, we're, we're always looking to put new content out there as well as our YouTube page as well. Great so, job. So uh, we're out there. We'll put links to all of those. And of course, if you missed my talk with Ant, you need to go back to the Cars Show website and listen. Great talk. I'm hoping to get uh, Jensen on the show too. He's kind of busy. In fact, the day I had Ant on, he literally had just come from uh, Jensen's wedding. Yeah. Jensen's taken a a prolonged honeymoon period, which is well-deserved. after He's a a popular guy and he's a busy guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody (laughs) wants a piece of him. So hopefully uh, we'll get a little piece of him here at Cars. Yeah. And I want to do a shout out. Thank you to the team at Influence Mobile. 
Mobility for introducing me to Ben, Steve, Jessica, and everybody there. You guys are awesome. Thank you for that. Ben, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise. What a wonderful talk I've had with you today. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. This has been fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.